Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Okay, so we're going to try this again. Welcome to the Wake the Giant broadcast. I'm your host, Alan Garrett. Today in the studio, I have with me Chris Vanskoy. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the problem of evil. If God is good and loving and all-powerful, how can he allow evil to exist in the world? Yes. And that's an important topic for today because we have a lot going on in our world. If you haven't noticed, things are a little bit crazy out there. Yes, yes, sir. It's yeah. Um... Yeah, and I, I know we have Sean on on with us, and there, like where he lives right now in the Bay Area, there are a ton of fires all the way through Vacaville and into Sacramento. It's like all of California is on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. I mean, this is the number one question probably when I'm ministering to people on the streets is why would God let this happen or why would God let that happen? You yeah. Um, and uh, God's, if he's powerful, is an easy one to blame. Yes, yes, he exactly. Is. Yeah, so, uh, so def and defining the, the problem of evil. So um, if, if he's all-powerful, God is all-powerful, all-good, and all-knowing, how can he allow evil? And there are two types of evil that we want to talk about today, or two, I guess, uh, realms that, that evil can be experienced in. And one is person-to-person -person evil. Yes, yeah. I would say that one... It's probably the biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, how, how can God allow person-to-person -person evil? And then also, how can evil come through nat nature? Yeah, natural disasters. Natural disasters, uh, the coronavirus. So you have uh, coronavirus would be an example of, of uh, evil that people experience that comes through nature, something we would call not good. Um, so there are floods, earthquakes, fires. And then person to person would be things like genocide, slavery, pedophilia. Those yeah. are all topics that are the, important to us right now. You know, the violence towards people. Mm -hmm. Do you think of domestic abuse, child abuse? Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of those things, mm -hmm. um, if you focus on them too long, I, I know what happens to me. I get really angry. Yeah. And, and atheists seem to try and disprove God sometimes through bringing up the, the problem of evil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They atheists. I mean, a lot of times, I that's why I said I either find when I'm ministering, people ask why, you know, in a way they're really asking, mm -hmm. or it's to almost mock God and mock our faith, you know. Yeah. So we want to talk about uh, person to person evil and then evil from nature. How does how does the Bible explain these things? How do how do we as Christians deal with that? And this is a a, a very I guess challenging. Uh, problem. I mean, I'm not going to blow it off and just go, okay, it's, it's nothing because it is. I mean, you, you think about if God could interview, intervene, why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, so us doing this discussion and studying and I started, uh, you know, reading, I obviously have thought about this a lot in my, my faith, in my walk, but trying to answer that, you know, there's, there's many more super intelligent people who've tried to answer this too. And it's a big thing. And, and so um, where, where I'm going to come from, and my, my view is what I've, what I've learned myself, what I see in Scripture, and what I've seen, and, and do my best to ex explain it and, and mm -hmm. hopefully um, minister. Um, if you're looking for further resources, C.S. Lewis wrote a book that's quite good called The Problem of Pain. 
been a while since I've read that one. Yes. And then if you want to search on online, Ravi Zacharias has some good stuff on YouTube. Yeah, RZIM, um, I think it's RZIM Ministries was his uh, ministry. They address this in almost mm. every one of their evangelism things, I think. A lot of times I hear this come up in their stuff. So, so how does Christianity explain evil? Uh, the Bible states, with God, all things are possible. So if all things are possible, um, what does that mean? I want to talk about what that means. Does all powerful mean that there's nothing that God cannot do? Yeah. So, so is, are there some things that he can't do? My, my quick response is always yes, but I, I know he, I mean, he's built a system, mm -hmm. you know, you know, he, he's, he, he he's not going to break his own rules. Um, so when we say God is all powerful, we do not imply that he is capable of doing anything unimaginable. Let me explain what that, unpack that. So scripture also states that there are some things that God cannot do, even though it says that with all thing, him, all things are possible. In other words, he cannot do anything that's outside his character. We know in, uh, uh, is it, it's, is it Timothy or Titus one, two, it says God can't lie. I can't remember. I have, yeah, I, I have Titus down here, but I'm, I believe it's uh, Titus, but I'll, I'll look yeah, it up. Titus, um, Titus one, two, if I'm wrong on that and you look it up, then it's Timothy, but probably Titus one, two, it says it's impossible. It says God cannot lie. Okay. So we can't do things we know that are against his character. So when we say God is all powerful, we're not saying that the, so well, then he can lie if he wants to. Yeah. It makes sense. There are certain things that, that he, he can't or won't do. Um, God cannot be tempted to sin and he cannot tempt others to sin. That's in James thir yes. 1, 13. Yep. Um, and then you could also say that God cannot do things that are not rational, that are irrational. For instance, uh, can God make a circle uh, square? Can he make, you know, uh, a circle square? There's no such thing as a circle square. It's nonsensical. Yes. Squares are, are, have four sides. A circle is round. So he can't make a circle square. Yeah. Yeah. It's a circle. Because he it's created. nonsensical. So, yeah. So when there's certain things, there are certain things that God can't do because it's, it's just, and it's, it's, it's not reality. I mean, in some of that too, Alan, like, like thinking of the sciences really and how we've gotten to this point mm -hmm. in science, it's been to understand God for up, up until maybe a mm hundred -hmm. years ago or 150 years ago is really, I mean, or, well, I don't know, the enlightenment might've been 1700s, but anyways, it was, it was to understand God better. Mm -hmm. And that led to it because God, there's the scientific, there's the math, you know, mathematics things. Those are into the world. You know, he designed it that way. So he's not going to break those principles like gravity. You know, we, we, you know, Isaac Newton, how did he think of it? Gets hit in the head with Apple, right? Or mm -hmm. whatever. God designs certain things in a certain way. So he would, for him to do that, he would be actually breaking his design. You know, mm -hmm. he made the circle circle. Yeah. And so that would throw everything out of whack for him to break his design. So he can't make a circle with four sides yeah. because by definition, a circle only has one side. It's you know, yeah. and, and we, you see that you, and uh, I mean, I know we'll talk about sin, but you see that uh -huh. in our nature that we try to call things that he's designed mm -hmm. something different. We could try to tell you that that circle is really a square. It doesn't change the fact that it's a circle, right? Yeah. And we yeah. go, we're, no matter what we do, but we can, I mean, we do that. So, so people will say, if God is good, then why didn't he create 
a world where only good is possible, where no evil is possible. Yes. And um, well, there are other things that you need to weigh when you when you think about a statement like that, uh, because it would be impossible for him to create a person with free will. So in a world, he could have created a world where no evil is possible, but then it would have meant that there is no free will, that, that, every, that we were determined, uh, that uh, at least in, in that area, it, it, limit, it would limit free will. So for instance, I would not be able to choose not to love God. Right. Right, in, in, in that kind of a world, because that would be evil. Um, so all, there, it would limit, I, I would not truly be free if uh, if there was no evil in the world, if and there was not 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 the possibility of all uh, of some evil in the world, I mean, um, even, some in some other worldviews, pick up on some of this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got the whole yin and yang and those type of things where mm-hmm. the balance. How how do we know evil except to know good, and how do we know good except to know evil? Yeah, you know, there has to be when you look at things. How would you know that that's good if everything was good? Mm-hmm. What would you call it? Well, you know, you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you see things, you like turn on the news now. I, did, I actually don't turn it on. But there's so much <laughs> Not right now we're broadcasting. <laughs> there's so much <laughs> violence in, uh-huh. in the world and you see that and you know, it's evil uh-huh. because you know what is right and what is good. Yeah. Um, so for at least at some level, uh, for us to have free will, uh, the a possibility of, of choosing things that, that aren't, what's best that aren't God and, and God's standards would have to be a possibility. Yeah. If, if I always like to ask people when, when they go into the free will, cause you can go down this, this whole, why, why, you know, so why did he do this? If, you know, if he gave us free will, God knows all the outcomes and knows the end. Right. Mm-hmm. And people go, well, then are we really free and all that you are, you can make your choices. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, a love that is out of choice is true love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how many of you want a forced love? Yeah. You wouldn't think that person really loves you. You know, you ever, mm-hmm. you know, your wife, you, you give her a compliment. She goes, you have to do that. Cause you're my husband. Yeah. No, I, I do it because I love her. And she knows that, you mm-hmm. know, when, when, but you've all, everybody who's been in that with a relationship knows that idea. It's a love because you know, it's motivated out of mm-hmm. your true feelings out of your will. So on person-to-person evil, we would say uh, person-to-person evil is really misused freedom, right? Or rebellion against what is good is a rebellion against God, is, is how Christianity would define that. Both person-to-person evil and evil from nature can ex- be explained through what Christians would call the fall of man Yes, and the curse. So originally, when God created the universe and when he created man... Uh, he he said it was good, and Genesis Genesis actually says it was very good, and it says that it was good four different times in Genesis, Gen, uh, Genesis one ten twelve eighteen and twenty five. So there, in the original design, there was no evil. That's not God's Correct. intent. Yeah. Okay. It was not His intent, um, and so the the he placed a tree in the garden to to give man free will. Yes. To have that opportunity. And he said, don't eat. Don't eat of the fruit because you'll become like God, knowing good and evil. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, you brought that point up when we were discussing pre-show. And um, 
when God made everything, it was good. It was right. So a lot of times people go, you know, why did God do this and that? But he made everything good. Mm-hmm. His, their whole purpose, there was no sin. There was no violence. There was no death. There was no sickness. It was good. The climate was perfect. Yeah. You know, every everything about it was good. The animals were in harmony. They didn't eat each other or whatever. All that started when man made the choice. When I say man, I mean mm-hmm. both Adam and Eve, just using that as a term, made the choice to be like God. To rebel, yeah. To rebel, to make that decision, you know, and choices have consequences. So that phrase, uh, be like God, knowing good and evil has had a lot of discussion over the years, but my best understanding of that phrase is that be like, being like God, knowing good and evil is choosing what is good and evil for yourself. Like God dictated what was good and evil. So if they ate from the, from the tree, they were disobeying, they were sinning for the first time. They, they understood what sin was because of that action. They were choosing a different standard than God's standard. They, be, they became like God, knowing good and evil experiencing that yeah. in that sense. Um, but and you, you just you you hit on a great thing there, right? He gave he gave a boundary. Mm-hmm. He gave that that line that this is basically it. And when I think of the best example of that outside of the fall, I think of the moral law, mm-hmm. you know, the Ten Commandments for, for anyone listening. That's what what I call the moral law. You know, the first four are about worshiping God and how we should interact with him. But the, mm-hmm. the last six there are all how we should interact with each other in our human relationships mm-hmm. and how do we know it's evil? You know, when we violate those things like truth, thou shall not lie. Mm-hmm. None of us like being lied to. Yeah. And is on a whole, you see consequences of there that causes a great evil, a lying, mm-hmm. you know, think of Hitler and all the lies he did, what, mm-hmm. what that result was. Yeah. You know, so those boundaries are there by him. Um, it says that, uh, that God gave man rulership in the garden and dominion. Yes. And there are certain things that, that came along with that. So when man sinned, it affected all of creation. And that might be a little difficult for uh, people who are American to understand because we're so focused on the individual rights and uh, my freedoms and, and I live and let live and what I do doesn't affect you. But the truth is, is that sin always affects other people in yes. some way. If not, if I sin, even if nobody knows about it and supposedly it, it affects me, well, I'm like, I'm not becoming who I am supposed to become in Jesus by sinning. And that, and that, that affects you. Yeah. Does it make sense? So there's yeah. even, there's even what I'm not becoming who I'm supposed to be and impacting the world around me in a positive way because that sin will hold me back spiritually. So it always affects, sin always affects, uh, there's a real spiritual world out there and it always affects other people. Yeah. I think in even in that, right? Like we, we, the hidden is the lines there. You know it. Like mm-hmm. if you're at your house and you're cooking and you burn yourself on the stove by yourself, there's a consequence. You're burned. Mm-hmm. You know. So those those things that God set up, evil can affect you even if it's you doing it by yourself in a mm-hmm. closet. Yeah. You know. So uh, with Adam, um, along with the sin came a curse. The The result of his sin was that it affected his relationship with Eve. Yes. He blamed her, right? And then she, uh, uh, she, he blamed her, was it? He blamed her and she blamed the serpent. Yes. So they both ate and it affected relationships. Sin affects relationships. And it also affects all of creation because there was a curse. 
and it, the ground was cursed. Uh, childbearing became more difficult. It became more difficult for Eve to uh, fulfill her rulership uh, because there was pain in childbirth, and also for Adam, um, the 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 ground was cursed. So there were real consequences and real effects that affected all of creation. And sin is almost like, in the in, biblically, it's almost like the, it, like man's nature changed. Yes. It wasn't just, you know, I did something wrong, but it, it caused his nature to change and also uh, his relationship with the earth and the earth was cursed. So there was a, a change in both the earth and in, in Adam and Eve that affected everything. Yeah, it, I mean, it, the, the right because think of their nature before because they were mm -hmm. they were pure they were they were able to walk with God because they they were holy they, there was nothing no blemish on them right sin can't be in the presence of the Lord like that mm -hmm. and so fundamentally their whole core changed in mm -hmm. and, and on and then and that led to death coming in too on top of it sin the law of sin is is decay and death and that's why. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of yeah. why do we resist? Yeah, there was no death. Right. We all resist death We because it's not natural. It wasn't meant to be this. Inside us, whether you agree or you believe in God or not, you have a thing. You don't want to die. Yeah. Because you weren't supposed to. Yeah. You were supposed to walk with God. Yeah, there's you, something inside us that says that's not right. Yeah, and that that's, you know, yeah. that's evil. That's evil at its effect. That's a consequence yeah. of, of disobeying the system the Lord set up. That's good. So um, uh, originally, God created everything to be good. Man was given dominion and rulership. Um, uh, God set up the tree for the possibility of choosing evil. Uh, man became like God, knowing good and evil. And we chose a different standard that affected all of creation, the very nature of creation, and the nature of man was changed. That's called the fall of man. Yeah, you, you were touching on this earlier when you said uh, evil defined in nature, right? Yeah, there were no earthquakes, right before before evil entered, before yeah. sin entered, and so while while nature, you know, that's, I mean, some of it mm -hmm. we can talk about, it, you know, with global warming or whatever, but earthquakes, tidal waves, those things, mm -hmm. that's a direct result. Tornadoes. I was watching mm -hmm. a video of the storms through Iowa. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, this leveling stuff, and uh, that's a direct result of that. Yeah. It changed it. It, it. it made it where it can cause us harm now. So um, we're going to talk about this, what, what we're going to close with when we get there. We're gonna, we have, I have about four or five thoughts around yeah. the problem of good and evil. And then we're going to close with that God didn't just leave us in this predicament of having to experience evil. That there's something that's very powerful that happened called the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of times, like I said, uh, ministry-wise, people, if you're talking to them, or they kind mm -hmm. of thumb their fist at God, why does he allow this to happen? Why does he allow that to happen? Mm -hmm. And do we ever ask the question, why, 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 does, why should he stop it? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why do we think that God has to stop that? And you go in the loving thing, but why do we always blame God? Why is our tendency mm -hmm. to go there and blame him? Yeah. Um, God didn't, uh, we're, we're, so we're going to talk about God didn't, uh, uh, leave man alone to just yes. to deal with evil. Uh, the, in Christianity, the problem of evil is solved by God suffering alongside us, breaking the power of sin and death and reestablishing the rule of righteousness. God did not leave man and creation in this predicament of evil. Jesus 
is the remedy for the curse in the fall of man. So he, uh, he, suffered, he chose to suffer alongside us in the person of Jesus and bring redemption. So um, the life of Jesus is, he came to reverse the curse. Yes. The cross reverses the curse. We experience some of it now. We'll experience it in its fullness. When we get to heaven, Christ comes back, things are restored. So there's a promise of restoration. Yeah, I think you, you think of that from the beginning, right? It says that Christ was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world mm-hmm. from the very beginning. So God get, knew he, he needed to give us a way out of this. The atonement that, you know, he needed, and he chose to do it himself. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time, it was the, the the temple system, and he had the plan to send his son to be the final bloodshed for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to me, that's an all-loving God. No other God came down to do that for us. So I think in Christianity, generally, we would see it, sin is not just something that happens, evil is not something that happens to us, but uh, evil is the result of, it's, it's a consequence of sin, uh, either directly or indirectly, and it's almost like something that needs a cure. Makes yes. sense? So... Um, it, uh, all man has fallen. You, me, everybody, we're all not perfect. So we need that redemption. Yeah. That's the theme in Christianity, that we need to be uh, redeemed, that we need to be sanctified, that we need to be changed, and that we need a new nature. So the sin nature entered through the fall, and, and uh, when we... I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but anyway, so... We'll, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come back to that. Because I want to close on that. Um, so um, uh, here's the thought. Um, don't cut yourself off from your help by blaming God for evil. Disbelieving does not make suffering any easier. Yeah. Yep. And that's a trap that some people fall into. They, uh, they have a relationship that, that someone dies. Um, I have a friend in California. Uh, her grandma died. And for a while she left she got mad at God because it didn't turn out the way she wanted. You know, it was evil. You know, death is evil. So she blamed God and she cut herself off from her help for a while, from, from the source of life. Um, and so if, you're, if you are dealing with things, um, I would encourage you to work through that with your relationship with God. Find somebody uh, if you need to to work through that and don't let either the enemy or anger or whatever cut you off from your help. Yeah, I think, um, right, this has been the question for a long, I mean, everybody has this question. If you, if you're a thinker, you're going to come to why do these Mm -hmm. things happen? Why? And I I forget who it was, if it was Plato or, uh, it was one of those, you know, Greek thinkers who said Mm -hmm. basically either God, you know, he tried to say either God's too, either he doesn't stop evil because he's too weak or he can stop it and he chooses not to. And it basically rejected God out of that. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it that you need to think of and answer. It's not just a basic problem of either he stops it or he doesn't. Right. And, and so evil is, um, you know, you have to have the questions. What are the outcomes? What are the reasons? Why, why does he need to stop evil? Mm. You know, what would be a reason for him to stop it? And, and so, you can find, I mean, book after book on this throughout history. This has been mm-hmm. the question, you know. Yeah, he could have just said, okay, uh, 
sucks to be you now that you chose evil. Right. <laughs> I'm leaving. You know, he could have. Uh, and it, it did separate us from God to some extent. Yeah. Um, and we clearly... Because he's holy. I mean, in the question of the problem with evil is that we, we, we're not playing with... Uh, uh, we don't have the full view, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So it really comes into... For us, we're always dealing with partial information, right? Mm-hmm. Like Job is a great book about suffering. Mm-hmm. But in the end of Job, what happens? He doesn't get to answer why he suffered. No, he doesn't. But, but we get to see that book 2,000 years later, 3,000 mm-hmm. years later to benefit us. Yeah. You know, so did God know that and know that Job would come through for us? I, I believe so. Like, so mm-hmm. at the time, you know, you see Job's friends mm-hmm. trying to answer this problem. Why is this happening to him? Mm-hmm. Right. So there is an element of faith and trust that you need to have with the problem of evil. Yeah, we want to grapple with it, but when it all comes down to it, we just we need to know that his ways are higher than our ways and that we may not always see the why. And we have to trust in his character that it will be set right, uh, at least in heaven. Isn't, I mean, is a Christian, mm-hmm. it's still, evil still hurts, like suffering mm-hmm. and still, I mean, there's no like getting around that. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some something bad happens to someone you love or yourself, it hurts. But for me, it's way easier to get through. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how an atheist or someone who doesn't believe in God gets through it. Yeah. You know, because what do you what is your choice then, right? You're mm-hmm. gonna be worm food? I'm just gonna suffer? Because suffering is part of the human experience. Yeah. You're not getting out of it when you come into this world. Uh, some people want to call God evil because he uh, chooses to bring people into the world where evil is possible. So if God is evil because he chose to bring people into the world where evil is possible, then we also have to call every single parent on the planet evil yeah. because they choose to bring into people into a world where they know evil is possible. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah. Is because... You bring a child into life, yeah, and you know that it's there's gonna he's gonna suffer. So you, you know it's just because suffering is a part of life. So if that necessitates God being evil, because he he brought people into the world because evil is possible, well, then we're bringing our kids into the same world. Are we evil for that? No, you know what I mean. So right, it does, yeah. right, like because wait, I'm thinking about this. Because yeah. the benefits of being alive outweigh right. the potential it's, suffering for yeah, my be, kids. Yeah, and and it's always right. That's a that's mm-hmm. a big argument. The problem of evil, right? Mm-hmm. If he allowed us to be there, knowing then what kind of God is he? Mm-hmm. But the truth is that <laughs> then then I'm then I'm evil for having my kids. Yeah, you know, which is that's awful to think of, and and I know that's mm-hmm. not true, but. Um, what do we do the best with our kids? Mm-hmm. Our, there's a perfect example too. Like we raise our kids, we we give them rules, we teach them things, we you know teach them mm-hmm. not to do things that'll hurt them. Yeah. But at some point, they make their own choices, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, some some uh, suffering is actually not bad. Right. For instance, um, uh, there's a, the burner on the stove teaches me not to touch that because that's going to harm my skin. Yes. So we were created with uh, nerve endings that tell us when something is, don't do that again. Does it make sense? So there's a limited amount of suffering that uh, there's a higher purpose for it. Do I want to burn my fingers? No, but I'm grateful for that sensation. 
right? Because it has taught me not to do. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't have pain, I would just touch that and destroy my hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, there, there is a. That's another aspect of it is that sometimes there are there are greater goods that come from from yeah, suffering. I was just thinking while you were talking about that. I remember not my, always. But... My daughter was probably four, mm-hmm. maybe three. She was little. But she was climbing on this thing, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. take her. And I sat her down because she was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she did it again. I said, "Okay, listen, you're going to fall and get hurt. hurt." So I sat her down. Third time she goes, "Yeah, I go. You're going to fall, and I'm not going to catch you. I'm going to let you. You're going to bang your your head, and it's going to hurt." And she went and did it again and fell. And I I saw her and I let her fall. Mm. Because you wanted her to learn. And some people that were there looked at me and thought I was a horrible parent. And she had a little bump, cut her lip. It was nothing serious. I knew it Mm -hmm. wasn't going to be serious, but she learned and she didn't climb on that again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we we were blaming God and we haven't really listened. Mm -hmm. You know, you you talked about the, I mean, the framework. Listen, he says, don't lie. Mm -hmm. Be honest. You know, when he's, he's honor your mother and father, that one gives you a promise. You'll Mm -hmm. live in a good life, you know? Listen to our parents. How many of us get in trouble from not have gotten in trouble from not listening to our parents? Yeah, I know so my some, mom's watching. Yeah. Don't gloat in the chat, okay? So, but but you sometimes know. sometimes experienced evil is a or experienced uh, bad bad things are a result of of our choices, right? And I and so in this discussion, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know there's some people out there watching or or some non-believers watching, going, "Yeah, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking right. about the real bad stuff." Yeah. But what builds to that point? Mm. Have you have you ever thought about that? You know, mm-hmm. when you're talking about the problem evil, what built to mm. the point of that? Mm-hmm. You know, he, like I, 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 you always get Hitler in this discussion. If someone yeah. is ardent, they're going to bring up Hitler. Then God let six million Jews. That didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. That was a buildup of many breakings of God's things and many people allowing evil to go on on the little things that we're talking about. Yeah. They disvalue truth, right? They begin to believe all sorts of things and allow mm-hmm. lies to go on to protect themselves, which, mm-hmm. you know, it, you just start in that. Look at the history. If you're a student of history, usually massive evil in that sense didn't just happen, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, and then the other one would be, I can, I know people would say like the big evil of where we talked about nature, mm-hmm. you know, shipwreck or something like that, where lots of people die in that. Yeah. So uh, Christianity would explain both natural evil and person-to-person evil in terms of the fall. Yeah. That it wasn't God's original intent, that it was a result of the fall of man because the fall of man affected man. We, ha- we, we were given us, we inherited, or the part of the curse, or however you want to say that, was uh, a sin nature. And uh, when you become a Christian, you become born again. It's a new birth. Yeah. Um, and same, and then also the natural evil was because it affected all of creation. Yeah. What um, you just said there, Alan, though, about like being a new birth, it's literally our nature changes. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, that's another show, but, and I know we'll talk some about it then, but literally new. Um, so if you're, um, thinking through the problem of, of evil, you have to not only ask how does maybe Christianity deal with it, but you also have to look at how other worldviews deal with the problem of evil. And uh, every religion or worldview has to deal with the problem of evil. 
Um, and I just happen to like Christianity's the best. That's just me. Um, even atheism. Atheists have to deal with the problem of evil. Yeah. So if you're an atheist, how do you explain the problem? What is evil? Yeah, right. Exactly. Because it, it, for an atheist, it would be, you would have to say it's part of uh, a natural law, right? Just the survival of the fittest. So a fish eats a fish. The strong survive. Uh, yeah, the strong survive. Um, the strong. I mean, it's uh, it's part of making uh, the I don't know the the cosmos better because there's this struggle and and all that. So you would have to say it's part of natural law, survival of the fittest, natural selection. Um, ultimately, you might even say that there really is no evil, right? Because it's just part of natural law. Um, you would say when it benefits the individual or when it benefits society, then we would call it good. Yeah. Probably pretty much. Or when it benefits nature, yeah, then we would call it good. And things that don't benefit the individual society and nature are evil. Yeah. It's kind of how you'd say that. I yeah. Think. I think, I think you're right. And I was, I just mm. was thinking as you laid that out. So, that's a difficult one. I mean, every every worldview mm -hmm. has to have that, right? Every worldview has to it has have, to explain what evil is and how it, to how to deal with it. Because we're, you're gonna, like I said, you, the human experience part of it is suffering. Um, so that's why people, I think, who are atheists tend to be humanists. They just yeah. believe that man man has the power to get better and better, and that that is part of um, how how it works. But um, there are, there are three main sources for determining morality, what is good, okay? One is someone could say, and this an atheist uh, would be uh, number one and number two on this, on this list, uh, the self. So um, what is good for myself is one way of determining what is good or what is evil, what benefits me. Yeah. But there's a problem with that. Can you think of a problem with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what, what, uh, um, how do we figure out like Charles, uh, like somebody who is a murderer, you know, um, maybe it's beneficial for me to go across the street, uh, take a knife and stab my neighbor because he's playing music too loud. <laughs> well, that's beneficial to me. So if that's how I determine, you know, what's, what, uh, what's, what, how can I say that, that stabbing somebody is wrong if it benefits me? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in that, I would have wanted to, I was thinking while you're, while you're talking to that, and I mean, self is a great example. Um, when you look at a worldview that's outside of Christianity, let's, let's do atheism, mm -hmm. where it's just the survival of the fittest. Look at, look at the problems, mm -hmm. and like you're using a great example. You know what? That guy's music was too loud, so I took care of it myself. That's good. And I don't have I don't have the problem anymore, more, and yeah. now it's benefited. That's kind of like uh, one. But yeah. if you so you put that on one person, so whose whose benefit is right? Your right. benefit or my benefit? It wasn't benefit to the guy I stabbed, right? Well, so how would which, you, what would you call that? There's no basis for determining what what is what is evil there. Yeah, exactly. Because I I got it, uh -huh. and, and a lot of that. I mean, we see a lot of this in the world, anyways, and uh -huh. the selfishness, like how you know we want to take. But, you know, we want the, the billionaires to pay their fair share. We want their money. So then to do that, we um, we take from them. We steal mm -hmm. we, we this pure strength, right? So then what if I want your money? 
you know, you, you go down this line, and this is the problem mm -hmm. with evil, with the problem of that rationale. And if you look through mm -hmm. history at all, uh, so many of the problems with that humanistic worldview, mm -hmm. I, I did, let's just, like evolution, right? That the idea of evolution is the strong survive, right? In that, mm -hmm. in just at its basic core, that was the fundamental of it. And so, therefore, if I'm stronger, I'm better. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to do that. You know, the, the, mm -hmm. the whole let's use Hitler again. Blonde blonde hair, blue eye. We're going to make this super race. You know, r the racism. Mm -hmm. And and look at the damage. And the where does evil come from the most? It comes from self and that idea of the str of strength, might makes right. Mm -hmm. You know that view, is actually evil. Mm -hmm. it, it can be, yeah. I mean, For it, sure. it, when is it not? I mean, can you think of any time that it has not resulted in a mass level? I mean, look at communist Russia, what, 40, 40 or 60 million people killed. We want yeah, to get rid of started God. Started out by Stalin. Yeah, you know, you, you can go through that. Islam, right? I mean, they're, they're a worldview of do good. And if you're not in our system, you're evil. So you either join or die. Mm -hmm. Some estimates are 120 million people killed from Islam since its inception. Wow. This is the end of part one of the discussion on the problem of evil with Alan Garrett and Chris Van Scoy. Continue on to the next episode for the rest of the discussion. Hope you've enjoyed the Wake the Giant podcast. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast, like and share on social media. <laughs>